Welcome all you creatures of the night. We're back again here on the podcast. It records. It's been a while since our last podcast. Um, We took a hiatus for some time. Um, But we're back and we hope that you are glad to hear us. Fingers crossed. Um, And this week we looked at the 2009 Ty West film, The House of the Devil. I can tell you like it. I love it. It's perfect. About the deposit, I'll agree to waive all the deposit stuff. You just give me the first month's down, we'll call it a day, all right? It's hard coming up with all that money, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna work out. You're not the one with $84 from a bank account and I checked her right on Monday. You know what you should do. Hi, I'm calling in regards to the babysitter flyer posted outside my dorm. Tonight's big eclipse is now well underway. I feel a little weird just dropping you out here. It's in the middle of wherever we are. I've not been completely honest. We're from the desert, you know. You see, we we actually don't have a child. They lied to you. I know. Okay, I know you're right. But it's four hundred dollars. This equals first month's rent and then some, and all I have to do is sit inside and watch TV. This is huge. This one night changes everything for me. And as always, I'm Matt Johnson. He, if you didn't know that already, I'm the host. <laughs> I'm here. You, you specifically? You're the only one? I'm the only one here today. Nobody else. It's just me on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm joined as always with the magnanimous, the brilliant, and the ever-charming Peter Hansen. He's here. Welcome, Pete. Thank you, Matt, for mm-hmm. forgetting about me at first. Mm-hmm. Pete, I'd never forget you. How could I ever forget you? Speaking of never forget, we got Lindsay Clark here as well. And the crowd goes wild. We're all pumped. We're all excited. I like excited how she did a little, hel- a little head tilt, like like it's a visual. <laughs> like, oh, my fans. <laughs> they can see us in here. But um, what what to say about this movie? Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, um, House of the Devils, 2009, a relatively low-budget independent horror film. It takes place in 19... Is it 73? It's supposed to take place? Yeah, I think so. 1973. And it, we're dealing with uh, satanic cults. The the myth or the lore of the time of satanic cults being prevalent. And it follows a young college student who's hired as a babysitter to an isolated house deep in some forest somewhere. And she's soon caught up in a bizarre and dangerous turn of events, if you will. It is the house of the devil babysitter is what she turns out 
but it was supposed to be house sitting. She, you saying she turns out to be house sitting? Well, no, she was she was hired to to watch the house, but then they're like, oh, you gotta watch our crazy grandma. Yeah, because flyers were for a babysitter because they thought it would be easier to attract someone as a babysitter instead of old folks. Right, so uh, only I mean, slightly misleading. Yeah, which is already a warning flag, I think, if I'm lured into a house into the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, there are some definite red flags there. <laughs> yeah. Would you leave immediately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be. I'd be out of there. But the thing is, she needed the money. Our main character is Samantha, right? Correct. That's her name. Yep. And she's hard up. She needs the money. She's a college student. Her roommate is just just a total jerk. She blows her off having <laughs> sex all the time. So she needs out. She needs a new apartment, which is the start of the movie. She's looking for a new place. Um, so she's hard up on cash, and the guy's offering her extra money to house sit and watch her old mother, I guess. Yeah, that was pretty much what desperation looks like, you know, taking that gig. Um, but yeah, uh, director, um, he, I read that he wrote it, directed it, edited it, edited it, so he's pretty much a triple threat, you know, this is really his own project, and uh, I do like how, you know, I feel like it took a long time for, you know, us to finally get some action in this plot, but I do like how he was building his character. We kind of got to see who Samantha is and kind of get her backstory and see what she's all about. And so uh, leading up until the final act, I definitely think we got a good sense of who she is and what kind of story he wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I particularly enjoy these type of horror movies where um, it's like the slow build the slow burn, yeah. if you will, or builds the suspense to it, rather than, I mean, you get your your uh, your your jump scares in there, um, where the suspense is built just by following the main character, as you said. So you get to know kind of how what what makes her tick and everything. So you're you're learning what's going on as she does um, in real time. It almost seems like, mm-hmm. um, and so it builds the suspense better for me. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was the purpose of. Uh as you said, the slow burn, and it was definitely intentional. I think that's exactly, like, everything, you know, every decision was very, very intentional. Did that, um, the patriarch of the family creep you out in any way? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) Almost instantly. (laughs) Yeah. I think he just has that look to him, and you, do you want to know why? Always. Please, please, Pete. I'm all ears. <laughs> Shall I enlighten you? <laughs> yes. Um, he was, you know, the movie Manhunter, the first movie about um, what's his face? <laughs> um, Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> um, he played the serial killer in Manhunter. Okay. So like. I don't know if it was Buffalo Bill in that one because Manhunter was a different novel mm-hmm. than what Sounds of Lamb was based off of, I want to say. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a different guy. I just looked it up just now. 
Um, different killer. Because it's a... That one's about Will Graham. And that's like what the show Hannibal is about. Is about Will Graham. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And like how it leads up to him going insane or whatever. Okay. So this actor you're saying gets pretty typecast into a... A serial a creepy, killer role. A creepy dude, yeah. He comes off as creep. I mean, it, he does. He comes off as visually creepy and unsettling. Yeah. It's because, like, he's, like, too friendly. He's too friendly? Like, the way he presents himself? And yeah. then what he looks like, you you think there's something behind his eyes that he's not telling you? Yeah, what were you going to say, Lindsay? I have nothing to say. He creeped me out. He did. He nailed it. <laughs> what about who was the other creepy creepy person um the pizza guy yeah I was gonna say him <laughs> you want some mm-hmm. extra anchovies <laughs> <laughs> yeah this uh pizza played a big role in this movie it made me want it it, it just like made like a bad porno at that point. Yeah. For that split yeah. split instance, I'm just like, wait, where is this going? But so you're you were saying how it was like satanic cult film or whatever. Is that what genre you put it in if it you put it in a subgenre of horror? Or would you um, put it in like a haunted house or the slasher? I mean, I guess satanic cult, but almost instead of slasher, like a splatter subgenre. Um, I don't think it really f- was completely a slasher film. More of like, and it wasn't really splatter until we said like the last, the third act of the movie, the last fifteen minutes. The rest of it could have been described as a haunted house until you see the third act. But it's not really a haunted house film. It just creates that atmosphere of. You almost feel like the house is living. Mm-hmm. It just creates it, it. creates the fear that like just being alone in a house can be like late at night, especially a house that you're not familiar with. Just that general fear of someone's lurking around the corner. Yeah, I definitely think do it you, has elements of that. Do you guys think that this movie translates well with mass audiences? I don't think so. <laughs> I'd like to think so, but. I think if it was like a wide release, people would just say it was boring or like it didn't scare them or something and until like the last 15 minutes. And because of that, it, they would say it's not a good movie, I feel like. Well, yeah, I would agree with you there because like the style, even like the style of what the movie was, I would say... It's more 70s than 80s to me. Mm-hmm. Because 80s movies were much more ridiculous and I think more special effects heavy. Hmm. At least for my experiences. Mm-hmm. And this kind of reminded me of Let's Scare Jessica to Death, which is quite a reference because I don't think 
Many people have seen that movie. Nope. <laughs> uh, that's another. That's another real slow burn movie, mm-hmm. where it just like it just takes a long time to get there, and then like crazy fucking shit happens the last fifteen minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. which is exactly what this movie is. Yeah. And I. What were you gonna say? No, I was I was waiting for you to say uh, something. <laughs> I just feel like the final act, like. It definitely grossed me out. I was definitely terrified, but I feel like it was just so short in comparison to the rest of the movie. And maybe that's what he was going for, but I just kind of was like, eh, I don't know. I didn't feel like there was that much suspense leading up to it. I think the music for me definitely just made me unsettled throughout the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then it just had like a little peculiar things happening throughout every plot point. There was, like, very minute things, so it was just, like, it didn't seem like stuff was happening, but in the right, like, let's say if the music did get to you, like, it got to me, it just made me really uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the 15, like, the first time I saw this movie, I was, like, blown away, because I thought just, like... I was just, like, sweating my way through, expecting what was going to happen, and then it went in a whole direction I didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I loved it for it, and it, it actually was the first Ty West movie I ever saw. This one? Yeah, and then he's had random success amongst cult horror fans, I would say. Yeah. Isn't The Innkeepers pretty... Uh, yeah, I guess famous by him. Yeah, yeah, that, I would say as probably just as much recognition. I would mm-hmm. say House of the Devil gets more critical recognition. Yeah, definitely. And is the Sacrament by Ty West too? Yeah, I enjoy that one a lot as well too. That's good. Yeah, um, and you're you're talking. You said if you thought like a mass audience would find this appealing. Um, I was surprised. I looked at the like the box office of this movie, and it was less than a million. It's nine hundred thousand. But I was surprised to see what what it got in the box office. Did you have you looked that up, Pete? I'm looking at it currently. Yeah, it was like a hundred thousand. A hundred and one thousand two hundred one thousand. Which I didn't like really remember it coming out, but I thought I don't. That just seems really, really low. It, it must have been like lower than thirty theaters around the country. Yeah. Damn. Because that's pretty low. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like... I bet the... Since it seems like he funded everything himself, because, like Lindsay said, he directed it, he edited it, he wrote it. Yeah. It seems like he just, like, didn't have any way to advertise it. Mm-hmm. And probably only got in... I don't know. I'm assuming some kind of fest it went through. I have no idea, but... It seems like a type of movie to go through, like, South by Southwest, or Horror Fest, or... I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I think it's, I think it's right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Horror Fest. There's a Scream Fest, I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely um, think that it he captured the tone very well and uh, kind of the era that it was supposed to be in. I think that he did that very well. 
What, what did he do? Well, I couldn't. I couldn't quite hear you. I think that he captured the tone um, of like the set of when where this whole story takes place. Like you know, kind of throwback to seventies, eighties. Like I think he did that very well. Yeah, I thought from like from like the fashion and like just what they're wearing, their styles was very the the seventies or the eighties. But also just like we shot it in sixteen millimeter. Yes. I read. So it wasn't digital. He shot it in like yeah, old like grainy sixteen millimeter, and like the colors he chose, I thought were very. I mean, the palette I thought was very retro. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that definitely helped added to the whole atmosphere of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of gives you a feeling that she was more on her, on her own because like, she, like yeah, she has a telephone, but it's not the same as a cell phone. <laughs> no. Peter, I was going to ask you this because you wrote a blog on it, on the pod, on the on our website about digital versus um, like film horror, and when they transitioned over. So I was wondering what your thoughts are that he chose to use the sixty millimeter film instead of digital. Cause... Oh yeah, that blog post is a little different, but I'll, I'll gladly comment. <laughs> yeah. That blog post is more about VHS. Um, yeah, v, like like Blu-ray versus like, I guess you could say like iTunes, mm-hmm. like watching it on your computer or whatever. But I, I definitely enjoyed it like myself because uh, it definitely gave like the whole atmosphere a better feel for everything, and I think it also gave him. Um, he definitely gave like film snobs like more reason to like him. Cause they all they're like, oh, film is so great. This like, what? I don't even know how you cut film. That's great. I don't know how mm-hmm. you cut film either. I don't know how the fuck they do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they tape it together. I don't know. Yeah. I also read that it was filmed in eighteen days, which is uh, pretty fast compared to most. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty reminiscent of like yeah. how they did horror films and back then too. I mean now. They still kind of do it, but not as... I feel like in the 80s, for sure, they just, like, plowed right through it. Because there's no plot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like every sort of little choice he made was very deliberate. Like, he knew exactly what story he wanted to tell. Did you guys want to go into more detail about the ending? So that's probably the most interesting to talk about for this movie. Yeah, I, I want to get I want to get your thoughts and feelings of the last fifteen minutes of the movie. I could tell you mine. I felt great. I really yeah, I, I really did. enjoyed it. Good. <laughs> so, it was your favorite part of the whole movie? Yeah, I mean the whole it made the whole movie watching like worth it for for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was. But I want to hear. Uh, you two twisted minds. <laughs> no, just what you thought about it. Take it away, Matt. Me? Alright. I'll I'll take it. Um It wasn't really what I was expecting, especially Um I mean she's going upstairs and the door starts to slowly open, so I'm expecting maybe someone to come out of there. But then she starts like going in and out of consciousness. And I like that technique and then all of a sudden we're in we're in this basement. I'm assuming it's the basement, and she's tied up with a, a in a pentagram. I thought it was the attic. What? 
I thought it was the attic, but go on. <laughs> is the attic? Oh, well, she was going upstairs, so it was the attic. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, it breaks in with her screaming, and it's very unsettling. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I liked it, like you said, but because it, it kind of gave me like a, a... I felt complete with something with the movie besides just this brooding atmosphere the whole time. Um, but I felt really uncomfortable <laughs> throughout until... The sequence ended, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was gross. I, uh, <laughs> like I said before, I watched it at lunch uh, at work. And, uh, <laughs> oh, a great time to watch it. <laughs> I was like, don't mind me. I'm just watching this horror movie. Um, yeah, that was rough. But I mean, it definitely, I think... Uh, that's what we've been waiting for, you know, and I do wish it had been a little bit longer, um, just because, you know, everything leading up to it felt so long to me, but, uh, I mean, yeah, and then again, I don't know, like I said, maybe it was just about the right amount of time, because it was so gross, and I, like, I, I had to look away, like, I couldn't even, like, so I definitely think, like, it succeeded in terms of, you know, gross out factor, and, uh, all that and it definitely took a few turns that I wasn't expecting toward the very end like with uh her kind of confronting the omen um and what was it graveyard and then uh after that yeah took a few um turns I didn't see coming so that was kind of cool is there any specific incident like one shot in the final sequence that really grossed you out the most that you're like what was the scene that made you turn away? When she's, like, drawing, like, with blood on, like, Sam, mm-hmm. I was just like, <laughs> 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 like, I know it's part of their ritual, but, like, shit, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Scene that, that was I a little much. Was gross. Huh? I said the scene that I thought was gross is, like, they, did they, like, pour, like, blood in her throat or whatever? That got me. Oh, yeah. I was like, back up? I was no. like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was pretty fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. That movie's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That fucking Ty West. That was like... I think that one... I wish he went did more, because he really hasn't done that much. He's a relatively like, young hasn't... director, right? What? He's a relatively young director, right? Yeah, it just seems like he's been he's been in the game for a while. Yeah. And hasn't had any mainstream stream success. Mhm. Which is pretty disappointing because that's what I think that's what the horror community needs is like a young director to have mainstream success. Because there's just, like, no... There's no go-to director, really, in horror. They just... They keep making teen horror movies now. Like, they just keep making them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, I think Ty West is... He's venturing into, uh, like, other genres now. He's doing a, a Western. You hear about that? In the Valley of Violence coming out? Yeah, I did with, see that. With, with Ethan Hawke. So that's, like, more... It's not horror... It won't be, but it's more mainstream. I think it's a big studio backing them. Interesting. How do you guys feel about the the ending? 
after no worries. It's the final scene. Yes. Yeah. So we're we're in full fledged spoilers now, I guess. Yeah. It was a little. I mean, I think it was a good ending. I was for me personally. I was like, wow, like that is a little too much. Like, mm-hmm. but I think it was good. Mm-hmm. No, I liked it. I liked the ending too. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't expect that, but you know, it's all good. That's true. I, I expected it to end in the previous scene. I guess we're full on spoilers, but the set in the cemetery, I expected it to end there. After she, after she, uh, so to see the ending and that conclusion. Yeah, you would think, okay, you know, story's over, but, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Not yet. <laughs> so, to kind of conclude things, do you guys defend or destroy? Or, and then I have a little bonus question of you. Um, would you put it. A bonus question. In, in top, would you put it in the top five or the bottom five of the movies we watch? Lindsay, it'd be a little difficult for you since this is your third <laughs> I <gotta> movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you you could put it in a rank as well. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay, you want to take this one first? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I really do like the overall feel. Like I said, I really think he did a very nice job in capturing you know, the era that this is supposed to be in. I think it's a really nice nod to 70s and 80s. You know, definitely has elements of slashers and haunted house, you know, kind of genres. Um, I do like it. I don't know. So I think I will defend it. Um, There are some things that, you know, I don't think are perfect about it, but overall I'm going to say that I defend it. And, um... I mean, as far as ranking goes... I'm going to say, I'm going to put it behind Misery, but ahead of Housebound. And that's what I get. I kind of feel similar to Lindsay on this, but I like toss back and forth with a defender to destroy it. Because I kind of fall in prey to like movies like The Artist and stuff that are like homages or to these like old film styles and we love them because they remind us of that and like but does that make them good essentially just because they're copying something that was in the past like i think scream did something a little different where it was like pulling from stuff but it was its own original thing it wasn't exactly like a 80s slasher looking like this one was but i still i still think it holds up it's its own original story with its own twist and it's pretty difficult to like I mean, he had the title card. The title sequence was almost identical. Like, a really cool 80s-looking title sequence, which I was on board for when I saw that. <laughs> um, so I think I defend it overall. I think it was... It's a, I like the slow burn, and um, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it was good. Now, in my top five, you said? like I just, for, Does it make it easy, top five or bottom five, or would you put it somewhere in the middle? Okay. I know. We've done we've done a few. Um Yeah we have. I wouldn't this it's initial reaction. <laughs> yeah, initial reaction. I'd put it I'd put it in between. It I don't think it makes my top five. Um there's some that we've done that I think are like misery that the three of us have done together I think is above it. Um 
We've done Scream on here. I think it's above it. That's off the top of my head. But it's not the bottom five. We did... Uh, I love it, but we did Urban Legend. And I think <laughs> it's better than like Urban Legend. So it's somewhere in the middle of the pack for me. It's better than some we've done. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting to hear all these opinions. What you got, Pete? I mean, is it just a shocker that I'm defending it? I'm pretty much defended every movie that what? I've watched. What? You're defending it, Pete? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and you pretty much you pretty much said everything that I wanted to say about it. That it's just it was a great build up for me, and it was had came up with a shocker. Didn't expect it, but it, I almost, so part of me wants to say where something else happened in the build up. But then again, like Lindsay said earlier, does that take away from the shocker of the ending? So. It's kind of hard to say, but other than that, I wholeheartedly enjoy the movie. Hmm. What about your ranking of it? Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't put it in top five either. (laughs) But not the bottom five? No, it's definitely not in the bottom. It's probably like actually like seven or something. (laughs) Like a soft seven? Like, (laughs) like, yeah, just, uh, just barely misses it. Not quite. Yeah, but I think uh, I think that ends the discussion of House of the Devil. Ty West, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on the Twitters and the Facebook and our, our, our blog posts. We got them fresh. They're coming out daily, hourly sometimes. We are on top of that content. <laughs> so just let us know your feedback. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. Until next time. I'm Matt Johnson, and I remain in the shadows. I'm Peter Hansen, and I don't know, I guess I do the same. (laughs) I'm Lindsay Clark, and I still gotta think of something that uh, I gotta say.